Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Uh, Deirdre, when is the last time you performed in your Ross? Because it's an absolutely beautiful theatre. You're in for an absolute treat. Good morning. Good morning to you. I don't know if I've ever played it. Really? But yeah. then, then again, as somebody said to me last night, you're mad for road, Deirdre. <laughs> yeah. I've been on the road since April. Um, of this year and I've done a lot of road over the years but I don't know if I've played that theatre in New York I don't think I have Yeah, I saw but you on the I front page of the, I saw you on the front page of the independent newspaper this week as well where were you at what were you at because it seemed to be a big uh, breaking news story what happened oh I was uh, I was launching the Screen Ireland uh, slate for 2023 uh, basically the, the the film and telly that they're investing in yeah yeah very good all good, all good news. So, demented as a, a title to the show, then is interesting. What's the background? What's the theme of this particular show, Deirdre? Um, I mean, I, I I wrote it sort of coming out of COVID. So, really, it was about the fact that we were all a bit demented at that stage. Um, but I, in particular, because I had gotten older at a time when I just couldn't afford to, because I've literally become a woman of a certain age. So, I literally go into the, the madness of what is the menopause and being in my early 50s and having teenagers and older parents <laughs> the chaos yeah. that goes with that territory But you you are proof positive that you can be so versatile into so many areas I'm, I'm curious as to know where you're happiest is it doing stand-up or is it in front of the camera is it in movies you've done so much where are you happiest? Do you know what I don't know if there's a straight answer to that I, I think I'm happiest doing it all because I, I get a bit bored if I just do one thing you know, I mean, I'm absolutely, at the moment, because I'm on the road, I'm, I'm loving this show and I'm loving stand-up. So at the moment, this is what is making me the happiest, this, this show. I, I'm still loving it. I'm not tired of it and I've been on the road a good while. Um, but when I'm finished, you know, if I do a year and a half, I, I'll definitely want to do something else. And I'd be loving somebody to offer me something that I didn't have to write myself. You know, I, I miss actors, so I, I like to do the odd acting job, but I don't do that many of them anymore, but... I do like to switch it up and uh, do a bit of telly and, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I need to switch it up, I think. The variety suits me. Has it all changed, Deirdre? Because, I mean, initially when things started to reopen again, there was a little bit of, I suppose, audience apathy. Not so much apathy, but audience fear. They were afraid to go out. But I've noticed, say, within the last few months, I've had a few live events I've been to, that uh, the audiences are back and also oh, they, yeah. they want to be entertained and they want a good laugh. Oh, no, they do. And thank God, because honestly, when I started the tour, it, it didn't feel like that. There were still missing numbers and people, as you said, people were fearful about going out. But yeah, that's all changed. I noticed a change around October, October, November, and now that's it. People are out. I think there was just initially this, not, not just COVID fear, but the freaking crisis, energy crisis and yeah. money and people were worried. And now they're just sick of all that. <laughs> they're just going, ah, do you know what? Can we just live, actually? Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, you're right. People need to laugh now. We've had yeah. enough doom. And I always say to people, get out, go and see a comedy show. It's cheaper than therapy. You laugh for yeah. 75 minutes straight. It's actually good for your soul. Mm-hmm. You know, so just just get out and do it. You know. So your they comedy, your comedy, Deirdre, hasn't, it's changed a lot, as most comedians do as they get older, and, and, and life brings different challenges and opportunities. How has your comedy become different to what it was in your early days on stage as a stand-up? 
I think I'm a bit bolder and a bit braver because mm. they're, they're all the advantages that come with getting older. I mean, there's not many, you know, there's not many that we can list and we all go, oh, I'm getting older. But actually, it's very liberating too, you know, and it's it's very nice getting to the point where you go, I don't know what, I actually don't care. <laughs> I don't care what you think of me now. I, this is funny and I'm actually going to go there. And you need a bit of bravery. Yeah. You need a bit of time on your, but if you, you need mileage <laughs> to achieve that. Yeah. Um, so I, I have more of that, and I'm enjoying that a lot. So when people come to St. Uh, Michael's uh, tomorrow week, the 11th yeah. of February, and very few tickets left, what you've talked, to, you've given us a little insight into what will be the format of the show. What else is in it, without giving too much away? What else are you talking about? Yeah, I talk about my dad. I, I mean, I lost my dad died three years ago, and I didn't know that I'd be able to sit down and write about him and and make that funny. But uh, he he was very eccentric, and he hate you know. I, I talk about the fact that he he only really hated two things in life: the banks and the rain. Yeah. And uh, and it was the the bit about the rain. Like when when I sat down to write it, I realised how insane that was because I say he's a, he was Irish he was an Irish man yeah. and I used to say to him you've got to make peace with this this is where we live yeah. like there's a bit of rain but he, he didn't want to live in Ireland he wanted to live in Lalgar only in May and September yeah. you know it was, all, it was all very tricky for him and when I went to live in he, he had a mantra which was it could be worse you could be in the west right <laughs> what okay. he used to say and my mother had a mantra as well which was are you still here yeah. So they were well met. <laughs> yeah. So, so with all of the eccentricities, his his mad eccentricity, that I, you know, he was very present when I was writing the show, and uh, it's kind of nice because it feels cathartic, and I sort of yeah. feel like I sort of I carry him with me a little bit on this tour. Yeah, it's because they say the best way to remember somebody is to talk about them. So you're actually doing it live on stage. So you, you, yeah. as you said, cathartic. You find it therapeutic then, just even reminisce about him and share these memories. Oh, absolutely, and and like his his madness about the banks, you know, the banks put my father through the mill, and that whole story about how he nearly lost his mind when, when the whole Celtic Tiger fiasco happened, and we bailed them out. You know, he really did nearly lose the plot, and I, I didn't realise how funny that could be un, until I sat down, you know, to yeah. to write it. And uh, yeah, I get I get great pleasure, and so, so a couple of people have approached me and said. God, you're a bit harsh on your father there. And I, and I end up saying to them, do you know what? The only thing that my father cared about was whether I was making a crust or not. Yeah. And I said, the fact that I would be making money and flagging off the banks yeah. in relation to my father would give him immense pleasure. Well, I wish you the very best of luck for the future. But I have to ask you, since he was in the jungle, you worked with him, Boy George. You worked with Aston Marigold and Vogue Williams on a Fox-developed uh, t- a talent show. What, what do you, what's it like being on a panel with the, the, the likes of these people? Are you much much happier just doing what you're talking to me about now? What, what's it like being a panelist? Oh, no, I, I, I love the judging. I love judging you? people. <laughs> Did you really? Sitting back judging people is, is the ideal thing to get paid for. Right, so you enjoyed it, yeah? I really did, but you know what? I have a I have a natural love of talent. I actually love talent, and I love young people, and I I kind of just you you know I not you think that you might get cynical as you get older because it's a tough job and you have to keep going and it's relentless. Yeah, but well, I, I was happy to discover I actually love these young ones. I love encouraging them and going go on go into the business. It's mad, it's hard, but you're so what. Throw your hat in the ring and go for it. And go for um, it. And I, 
go for it. Go for it. Go do it. You know, there's, there's enough. There's enough. You can make your way. You know, you might not become a superstar, but you might make a living doing something you love, and maybe that will be enough. You know, so I actually love that part. I know a lot about the business now. You know, that's the thing. I've been on so many different sides of it. Yeah. So it's only really when I sat in that chair, I thought, oh, God, I actually, I know more than I think I know. <laughs> Well, look, it's lovely to talk to you, Deirdre. i got to head to the news. Just remind people how they can get tickets at St. Michael's Theatre in New Ross. It's uh, tomorrow week. Just a few tickets left. I presume just go to the box office there. Is that the best way to get them? Ah, uh, yeah. Sure, a phone call. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.